holidays, fools. This is Karen. This is Bonnie, and I'll say it. Merry Christmas. What? I am starting <laughs> war. Um, this is your uh, holiday slash Christmas extravaganza that you can listen to maybe on Christmas if you're hiding in the bathroom because you have religious parents or, you know, whenever or you see like fit. my mom, you're hiding in the bathroom because people have started to clean. Oh, and suddenly and it takes you 25 minutes to take a dump. <laughs> and you yell through, oh, are you cleaning the bathroom? Why, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to this whenever uh, you're having a hard time this, as we like to call it, crimbo. And we're going to get into that. <laughs> Surprise message. Um, follow us on all the places, please. And... Please rate us. It really helps. Rate and review. Um, we had a little Zoom party that we do for sponsors the other day. I love our little support group. Should we tell them what you gave me for my birthday? If you're inclined. I'm so inclined. It's no secret on my part. It's super secret. So Bonnie gave me, if people have seen the pictures... Lingerie. (laughs) Sitting when we were seven, eight, nine. I don't know. We could be 15 there. Uh, I I was a late bloomer, so I don't know. Yeah, I want to say it was seven or eight. Yeah, I did the, I tried to figure out the time. There you go. Um, Yeah. So we're we're sitting on her grandparents' like nice Chesterfield leather chair, a picture of each of us holding up a, a, page of Henry Winkler from like Tiger Beat. So they, and we wouldn't smile. So she got the picture of herself not smiling, the picture of me not smiling and put it on a canvas. And <laughs> we're going to put it up in our New York studio, recording studio. It was, um, and I'm trying to, I was trying to find the magazine that it came from because it wasn't a Tiger Beat. It was something real. It was like my grandfather always read Esquire, so my suspicion it was Esquire magazine or something like that. And it was the first time that we had seen Fonzie without his hair greased back. And, it, and he had fluffy feathered hair. It was lovely. Um, it was. So let's start off Christmas by telling everyone the truth of what's really going on because we're here, we're journalists pretty much without journalists' uh, uh, credentials. Anyway, I don't know if you know that Omicron is is really bad right now, but you also need to understand that it is an anagram for no crimbo. So crimbo uh-huh. is what they call <laughs> Christmas in the Commonwealth countries, like a, you know, just a derivation in, in Britain and Australia. So if you take the letters of Omicron, it's obvious that it it spells no crimbo. And that is except well. (laughs) Yes. So it's supposed to be proof that the new variant is is a hoax designed to spoil Christmas. Uh, Uh uh, And the missing bee, they say, is said to come from the B one one five two nine, the name scientists gave to the variant. Get it? So that's right. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I, it's easy. M-I-C-R. So it's Omicron B. Omicron B. All there you go. Squished together. And that's how it, it has. Be more clear. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> obvious. And uh, I like how someone said, you know, another anagram for Omicron is, is moronic. Um, so I like that. <laughs> that was the last piece. That was the last sentence in that piece. And I'm like, that's Fantastic. I love uh, fun journalism. And the other thing, which I remember hearing, but I haven't thought about it for a long time, is that the elf on the shelf thing is mm-hmm. really, they're really government listening devices. So, okay. So, did your kids have elf on the shelf? No, thank God. Like, uh, it was coming around when they were still young enough for us to do it. And my mother got one. And they would mm. only see her every so often. But I, I'm so glad we didn't do that shit. Could you kind of explain it to me, the childless one? Yes. So. Okay, how about this? I tell you what I think Elf on the Shelf <laughs> is, and you can correct me. <laughs> you know what? Mothers love correcting people, so this will be good. Okay. Perfect. We both win. <laughs> okay, I think it's something that, Parents acquire, and it's a little elf character, and you sit it on the shelf like a certain designated amount of time to the run-up to Christmas, and it watches the kid to make sure that they're obedient so that Santa gives them what they want. Yeah, I think that was like, I think it came with a book, too, but I think that was the original thing, like, you know, hey, we're tired of saying Santa's watching. We're going to spend money on something that does, says that for us, because our mouths are tired. So, yeah. And then it started getting into this crazy competition of moving it every day and being really creative with it and making little, you know, things for it to do and all this shit. But I know my husband and I would forget if we were doing it. So I'm glad. If you'd forget to move it? Yes. I mean, we would So it would be a trick? Yeah, yeah. So would it So every every morning when kids wake up, that elf on the shelf's going to be somewhere else and the kids have to go find it and be like, "Look at it. It's a, it's going to the bathroom. Look at it. It's up there in the tree." You know, all that watching, stuff. Watching though. Watching, watching everything. And are the kids supposed to think it moved itself? Yes. During the night? Yeah. Mm. So, it's a good yeah. reminder. It's it's kind of like a religious thing. Like, oh, if I have a cross above my door, I'm going to look at it every time I walk out to remind me, be Jesus-like. See, you now you're getting into dangerous territory because the Pinterest influencer Christian Mormony people do that elf on a shelf. And if you try and tell them, yeah, what you're doing is you're replacing Jesus. With that elf, yeah. all yeah. hell's going to break loose. <laughs> it's just an homage. <laughs> there you go. Well, I was thinking the other day about the Christmas myth narrative yet again, and something hit me, and I think I've mentioned this before, but first of all, let's go through the Christmas story briefly. Jesus was born. There you go. But it's in two <laughs> different Gospels, and the two different Gospels contradict. So, of course, Christian apologists have thought of all kinds of ways to be like, no, they don't contradict. One is literal and one is symbolic and 
one is from Mary's point of view and whatever. But, like, some major ones are that they talk about two different towns. Um, But I have some other issues. So, first of all, we have Mary's age, which now they're like, she was probably 14, 16. Joseph was much older, so creepy. But there's also that the King Herod, he heard, okay, there's going to be a king that's born I'm a king. I'm mad. Go kill all the boys under two years old, which is one just a delightful picture to see in the New Testament of babies slaughtered yet again. Uh, so he didn't have any more specific information than like a two year window? It seems that he didn't. And the times contradict in, in the different gospels. But yeah, it it doesn't seem like he had very good information. And then, of course, that happened. But but enough, wait, wait, but enough information to, oh, let's just kill them all. Let's just wipe this out. Let's wipe out the, the males. And then let's make sure that history never says anything about there being males. A two-year gap of just males missing throughout history that <laughs> right. that our army, you know, is depleted for two years, that that kids having, uh, that families having kids is depleted. So there's no, nothing mentioned about that in history. But this is what I was really thinking the other day. All right, so there's no room in the end, blah, blah. Jesus is from humble beginnings. He had to he had to be birthed on hay in a manger. And there were all these different animals around him that oddly got got along with each other and didn't need a baby in the middle. Anyway, so then here come the either three wise men, the three kings, the three magi, whatever your interpretation translation is. And they bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which are very, you know, expensive gifts. These are the gifts, obviously. And that's what they're trying to tell us. Like, look how special. So where did this, where'd this money go? This seems like this would catapult the family to be like the, the mayors of the town. They have all this gold now, all this expensive Smelly stuff. You mean the murs of the town? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, that's some good. That is Dad. gold um, and frankincense. But uh, yeah, why? Why didn't they get shot up to prominence? Why didn't they end up leading the town? Why didn't they build a big house? Or did they? Or did they get robbed? Did they give any of that to the existing, you know, government? What I want to know where that money went. And also, if you had three kings visiting you, wouldn't people, obviously people heard about it, wouldn't they be like, oh, my God, you're so special. Come live in this house. I will build you and honor you. Something is up. Jesus had a trust fund. Huh? Aren't they just wise men? Are they I mean, kings? 
Kings. They're kings. What do you think these three kings of Orient? I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know, and I never thought about it. That's I don't think it. about pop music lyrics either. And that's it. Late like, in life, I've started listening. So maybe <laughs> I will readdress. So there's oh my God. all these things that maybe they just used it to to like survive. You know, over the upcoming years, but but go back and just remind me: Did they flee town? To yeah, they were fleeing town so that he could be born. Yeah, yeah, they were fleeing town, okay. and you know that's on the lamb, right? On the lamb, later birth near lambs to be the lamb. Uh, Got it. And so I don't get. I want to know. Obviously. We have a big history of churches being tax-free and doing a lot of shady stuff with money. I want to know where this money went. I, I think we are not being given the full message of what really happened. Jesus had a trust fund. Did his family buy <laughs> him into the Savior business? What's really happening? What's behind the scenes Tell me how expensive their robes were. Did they have wedge (laughs) sandals instead of flat? Stop that. There's a lot. That's kind of sacrilegious. Is it? (laughs) There's so much money there. And they would have to, like, resell the gifts on, like, the open frankincense market. Yes. Like, hey, who who in this who in this city would like to buy some frankincense? Oh, where'd you get it? Well, my son is a king, and these right. other kings came along. Okay, well. why didn't they get robbed? What are uh, something something is very fishy about all of this? I mean, we see this in all the other myths that were around, as far as you know, someone born without a quote, father, because, you know, Joseph got the raw end of the deal. Maybe Mary gave him the gold frankincense and myrrh, like, there's going to be rumors, Joseph, <laughs> but here, get yourself a man cave. Um, but yeah, cool. there were all the existing stuff before. Be a cave reference in 32 years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All these other, you know, Mithra and uh, Horus and all these other mythological people who are born without supposed fathers and then humble beginnings. And then they find out they're really here in life to, to rescue all evil. So it's, it's an old tradition, an old birth story that goes all the way up to uh, Marvel Comics and all the superheroes that also didn't have dads and Star Wars. And guess what? You don't know who your father is, but you're a very special person. You're here to save the world. Bam. Yeah, it's weird that somehow we need a savior. Like, I, I think that you would think that humankind would come up with a different a different figure. We've got a whole person who's going to save us, but not 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 physically. Right. But just, in some kind of made-up way. Just a general. It's all to do with the freaking, well, politics, control, all those things, but also just the idea again, we we don't want to die. We have to make up something. 
and we always have, that we will live on. And, you know, now the whole thing is you'll live in a different dimension. That's really picked up speed and, you know, as far as the philosophy. So we're always going to, like, think of things so we don't have to face death being the end of things. And we want people to be punished. I want to. Yeah, and if you, if you don't believe, then you're going to be punished. Right. So it's very elf on the shelfy. Yes. Jesus is self on a shelf, uh, yeah. which they, which is the government listening to us. So Jesus <laughs> is the government, and we have just we blew the story. There we go. Well, it, we were told in the past four years that uh, you're supposed to obey the government because it's an arm of God or Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A very not now. Very orange <laughs> <Except> arm. <now. laughs> Ooh, a puffy right, like orange arm with loose skin. All right. Anyhow. <laughs> so obey the government uh-huh. and the president, but only if it's not Joe Biden. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. we could just we could keep going on that forever. But I know. Sorry to bring politics into it. it. Well, it's now it's hand in hand. You can't. We can't leave it alone. Before Trump, we could have done this podcast and never mention the government. Isn't that weird? That's true. Yeah, and I was so happy. I know. Just knowing that. <laughs> or not that knowing. Somebody, yeah. Well, yeah, but just knowing that somebody who probably knew more than I did exactly. was in charge or probably at least read daily updates. <laughs> I don't know. I don't read the paper every day. Sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, but not every and day. I don't, yeah. And I, people are like, oh, well, Biden isn't that great. Yeah, we know. We know. That is, (laughs) you're missing the issue in general. Um, But, yeah, all of it. And I was walking with my husband the other day, and that would be yesterday. And he was talking about something, and we were talking about, yeah, how Trump ruined everything. And he said, um, well, it started with Sarah Palin. And I'm like, boom. That's really... And people could go back and go, well, it started with Bush. You know, ooh, we want someone we can drink a beer with, blah, blah, blah. But it's really true. And Sarah Palin, I didn't realize, wrote a book about, like, the war on Christmas and the holidays and all that. And she was, like, quoting all these ridiculous things that were happening or not happening in this war on Christmas, which I'm still amused by. Well, I don't know what she titled her book, but there was another guy who actually wrote one called The War on Christmas. Oh, what's it about? Well, it's about <laughs> the war on Christmas. <laughs> well, um, and oh, and if you needed to know more about what it's about, the subtitle on the book cover says, How the liberal plot to ban the sacred Christian holiday is worse than you thought. Um, so this John Gibson is the one who wrote that. Was that like and a commentator, John Gibson? No? I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, after he wrote the book, they threw him on all the shows to talk about stuff. I definitely want to hear about that. And I just looked up her uh, Sarah Palin's book just to, 
you know, throw that in there. It is Sarah Palin, Good Tidings and Great Joy, Protecting the Heart of Christmas. So mm-hmm. go get that. It's all about Jesus. So the war on Christmas rears its ugly head every year about this time. At least, I think maybe 2016 is when I became more con- more concerned about it or more aware of it. Oh, when you were rec- uh, recruited as a fifth soldier? <laughs> That's right. Um, but it was back when that pastor who he's reared his head again this year, um, Josh Feuerstein. Yeah, yeah. You're better at remembering who the pastors who are wreaking havoc are than I am. Um, but I was I was looking it up on YouTube. So 2016 was when Starbucks was getting shit from people <laughs> who right. were looking for a fight. And I guess it seems like maybe he was the one who started it. I'm not sure. So so every year before, I guess, Starbucks had issued their holiday cups, and they were red and green, and they had snowflakes on them, and scenes of winter wonder, and I don't know, maybe Santa, maybe a reindeer, stuff like that. But in 2016, they went with just red cup, green logo. Mm-hmm. Their logo's green to start Tasteful. with, so it just Lovely. made sense. Yeah. Tasteful, simple, um, seasonal. Still red and green, but he did some kind of a YouTube video from Starbucks where he's like, oh my God, uh, Starbucks is just rejecting the, the Christians and they won't say Merry Christmas and they're only allowed to say Happy Holidays. <laughs> and so when they asked him his name back in the days where they would ask you your name and print your name on the cup if you didn't have the app where your name was already included. And he said, my name is Merry Christmas. And oh, he shows God. it to the camera. He's like, so <laughs> Starbucks, I tricked you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you said Merry Christmas on my cup. Um, so, so it was part of a bigger uh, video piece that I was watching from, I don't know, maybe like NBC News. And the uh, the journalist is like, Pastor John Feuerstein, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like they just completely got his name wrong. <laughs> it kind of made me a little gleeful. He is the same one who recently said, you don't need a vaccine. You've got Jesus. Oh, my. So he's he all just into it. He, yeah. He's he's really heading the, the world in the right direction. So Josh Feuerstein is a big uh, big mouthpiece for the war on Christmas. <laughs> and don't you think that, that is like, Colonel Feuerstein? <laughs> Colonel <you>. Feuerstein. <laughs> um, don't you think that it's funny though because. They're objecting to things that are, for the most part, materialistic versions of Christmas and like the the capitalization of Christmas. They're not they're not talking about, oh, people are rejecting Jesus. They're rejecting the the frivolous part. Of course. The saying Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. the reindeer, and the sleigh. So in the same piece, there was another guy talking about he was upset because Santa 
who was in the mall at the Santa display, didn't have his traditional sleigh and reindeer around. They had some kind of like a a winter ice display for him to sit on. Nice. Yeah. So they were upset and thinking, well, this is some kind of war on Christmas. Where's his traditional shit? Oh, God. They were very upset about that and wanted to boycott the mall. All right. Well, feel free. I don't want you crazies out in public anyway. Well, don't you feel like they're boycotting the wrong thing? Like, if you're really going to take it as a war on Christmas, take it as a war against Christ and our what's in our souls and our hearts. But this is a war on capitalism. Yeah. Like, do you know capitalism why? your way. They, why? They want socialism. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's go for it. We hear you, Christians. We will follow suit. Yep. So, all right. So the war on Christmas, I think a couple years ago when Trump was running, mm-hmm. one of the things of his platform was, we're going to say Merry Christmas oh, again. I remember like, that. Like anybody had stopped anybody from doing it. I love, um, I love that, like that in the bubble, people don't say Merry Christmas. And I'll tell you, I think the, the deconverting group goes through the idea, especially now, not when you and I deconverted, but I want nothing to do with saying Christmas because I'm upset at all of it. And then they sort of get through that. And then they're like, I don't care. Like, you said Merry Christmas, I'll say it back. Doesn't matter to me. And that's where I am. And believe me, I will, I'll celebrate Christmas because I, I just don't see it with a baby Jesus. Yeah, and um, it, it's 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 gone so far. It's like the Easter Bunny, you know. It's just taken on a cartoon world of its own with the Grinch and Rudolph and Santa and everything. Like it's just fun times. If you say to me Happy Holidays. I don't think of that as, oh, okay, uh, that includes my holiday, which is Christmas. I think of you as wishing me a nice little compact amount of time where I get to not work. Oh, like happy oh. vacation time. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy your holiday time where people might not be calling you. Because generally, I think when people call on Christmas Day... They're very removed from the fact that it's a national holiday. And when we send out holiday cards uh, in my business, Mm -hmm. we know who's Jewish and who's not, and we don't send them Christmas cards because you know why? Because we work with them, and it's about money. And so Mm -hmm. you don't want to offend people. See, I thought you were going to say it's about respect, but you got right (laughs) to the real motive, which I appreciate. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to say Merry Christmas to somebody you know is Jewish if you're bothering to send them a card. Yeah. So uh, that's just what I think all of the other businesses are doing is being inclusive. But somehow they've taken a kernel. and There's a kernel word again. They've (laughs) taken a little tiny nugget of something, stirred it up, made a war that they can fight. That's absolutely it. And it does the us against them thing. Which, again, I guess that's war. Well, I know in Sarah Palin's thing, she was saying things in that book. um, 
you know, that you can't say Merry Christmas in schools, you know, that you can't wear red or green in schools. I'm like, that's just bullshit. Like, plenty of people, you can say that. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> you should be able to wear red and green. Those are beautiful colors <laughs> together in a pants and sweater combination. And that's right. And if you're a winter, I mean, you're not going to be left with many colors <laughs> to wear. <laughs> The um okay so recently did you hear about the well I guess it's no it's not really a tree it's more like a cone of wires that was decorated to look like a tree in front of the Fox Plaza in New York I heard about something yeah. holy happening Yep so at midnight apparently the reporter who was on air uh, I guess looked out the window and was like oh my god our tree is on fire <laughs> So you heard it here night, first kids that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, So apparently in the middle of the night the tree shoots up in flames so it's a big deal. Um, by the time the morning crew gets on, they've all embraced, oh, it's beginning to look a lot like arson. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, yeah, in fact, that was the morning crew's reaction. It's beginning to look a lot like arson. By the time the evening guy, Tucker Carlson, rolls around, he goes on a rant saying that torching Christmas trees is an attack on a religious observance. And okay. he... <laughs> Yeah. So he put that on Twitter and the responses to him that I liked are as such. Here's a guy saying, ah, yes, that bit in the Bible where Jesus teaches his disciples that every Christmas tree is sacred. (laughs) P.S. They're pagan, mate. As much to do with the Christian faith as underpants. (laughs) Um, Then uh, somebody whose, whose handle is... Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> With the rainbow symbol. Yeah. With the rainbow. Says, I thought y'all enjoyed burning symbols of Christianity. And they show the clan with a cross on oh, fire. Good one. Uh, I hate Tucker. And then, yeah. <laughs> and I hate his delivery. <laughs> um, then the other one that I really loved was somebody said it was Antifur. Good one. F-I-R. Okay. Okay, then so, I would respond, what does PETA have to do with it? Bam. Done. Oh. I know. So it turns out the suspect of the arson of the fox tree was rounded up, put in jail. His name is Craig Tamanaha, and he's a vagrant. This is from the, I guess, uh New York Post. Um, he's a vagrant with a lengthy rap sheet who was known to police. Also, he went on an incoherent rant outside the courthouse. I didn't do it. <laughs> Suspect Craig Tamana, 49, claimed to reporters outside Manhattan Criminal Court. He denied the arson and hurled obscenities at reporters before asking them for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that he flicked into another tree. <laughs> so then he says, the moms that want to rape their fucking daughters, they set it on fire. What? Yelled, <laughs> yelled the man who had also allegedly exposed himself outside the Jelaine Maxwell trial last week. Oh, my all right, so we have Just a mentally guys everywhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have a mentally ill person. There you go. 
I didn't read about the about the tree, but I mean, I saw that it caught on fire, which I loved <laughs> dearly. And uh, you know, I hope that that man gets uh, all the mental health things he needs. But of course, if it was up to Fox and their believers, um, he was sent by Satan, and that's the bottom line. Man, Tucker Carlson, though. I hope his well, his tie catches fire. <laughs> yeah, you know he he used to wear a bow tie, so just doesn't keeping he? that in mind, he doesn't, he doesn't wear it anymore because I guess somebody told him that's you look kind like of a, a douchey move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, some of the Fox on-air personalities did say we're going to rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to rebuild, people. It's so dramatic. Fucking, uh. <laughs> well, let's finish up with some more fun traditions from around the world so that you can pick what you want to celebrate this Christmas. And we did, like in our former Christmas ones, we talked about a few of these things, but uh, we'll just add a few now. So I didn't realize in Japan... They wanted to obviously like, oh, what is Christmas? Let's see. It must be getting dinner from Kentucky Fried Chicken because that is the most American thing we can think of. Oh, that's not embarrassing at all. No, America represents themselves really well. That's all I'm going to say. But in Japan, so the traditional Christmas dinner is Kentucky Fried Chicken. And due to a combination of like, Japanese apartments having tiny ovens, and then the clever marketing campaign, they've convinced a lot of people that, yeah, that's what you do. So up until Christmas, there are Colonel Sanders statues outside of the KFCs there wearing Santa hats, and they serve up the chicken in, like, holiday packaging, and it's such in demand that you have to order it in advance, So it's turned into this whole tradition that isn't even our tradition that they think is our tradition. And somehow KFC yet again has taken over the world (laughs) and and its tricky little satanic war on Christmas plot. Yeah, everything's going to morph like this. And then somewhere along the line, somebody's going to not use the word Christmas and say, like, oh, everyone hates the colonel. (laughs) That's it. And that means the colonel of the war on Christmas. Thus, Josh Fuerstein, a pastor. (laughs) See, it all, we've put it together for the public. The word of the day is colonel, not spelled (laughs) like you'd like it to be spelled. (laughs) So in our past episode, we talked about your favorite, which you introduced us all to, which is the Kegener, which is the, the poop thing. Yep. If, if you want to talk about that again, feel free. Sum it up for everyone. I always want to talk about that. It's a tiny little figurine. It's maybe about two inches high, and it's a guy typically dropping his trousers with his derriere exposed and poop coming out and a little bit of poop being on like the ground level with the Kaganer. So somebody had said that it might represent the fact that Jesus was also human, which means he pooped. <laughs> and it's it's supposed to go in a big nativity scene and just be like 
a sneaky little hidden joke that you can look for. And so you can get these all now. You can get the little Kegner statues everywhere, and they're even in, like... Well, not everywhere. (laughs) Special places. But they've made, like, little (laughs) celebrity ones, and, you know, I'm sure there's Smurf ones, and... You can get one to your heart's content. And then I think you hide it in your nativity scene somewhere. But it's out of Catalonia. And the Catalans also have the pooping log, which is a small, like, stick with a smile on its face that lives on the dinner table in December, like an elf on the shelf, except an ugly log. And it's fed every day, like you leave nuts and sweets and all that, and you keep it in a warm blanket. And then on what? Christmas Eve, hold on. So picture like a little a little log with a little face on it. Christmas Eve, you beat it with sticks, and then it poops out your presents. So oh. in reality... <laughs> Kids go out and pray for president. Oops, not for presidents, for presents, which again, there we go with Jesus and capitalism. And then the relatives put their gifts under the blanket that they've used to keep the little, uh, the log warm. Oh my God. I know. It's I don't think Rafa Nadal does this. We need to ask him. <laughs> Because that is replies. some complicated, and the logs are very complicated. <laughs> Not one, but two poo-based Christmas traditions. So I just put a picture of the ones that are for sale. Can you see it there in our document? Oh my gosh! Well, they're super cute, are they? Well, I mean, they've got big googly eyes. They've got little tiny logs for their noses. They've got little <laughs> tiny logs for their hands. And then they have like a, a sort of like a Santa hat on. So, yeah, yeah. you put it in the and middle they, of your table and you put a blanket to keep it warm and you, quote, feed it and then you smack it with sticks. And then, sure. Then the parents put the little uh, gifts under there. So, it's um, cute because they all look different. Do, okay. You know, they've each got different kind of eyes, and some have eyebrows. Bonnie, um, Bonnie wants a log for Christmas, everyone. Send it. P.O. No, Box, the Bonnie. <laughs> the Kaganers wear the same hat, the same traditional hat. It's all, like you said, it's morphing. So the other yeah. is Krampus, which I've seen a picture of. It's like this horrifying monster scary, like, long nose thing. Have you seen a Krampus or a Krampus or a whatever? Yeah, and it seems like there's a heavy metal group named Krampus. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're, you probably listened to that instead of proper Christian music. So, Sandy Patty told me to listen to Krampus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so in Austria, they do this in Austrian Kids who, quote, end up on the naughty list have to worry about this Krampus, which is a horned, hairy beast that snatches misbehaving children in its wicker basket, which is horrifying. And so many of the towns in Austria and, like, neighboring countries, especially in the Alpine village of Salzburg, which I have been to and I enjoyed very much, 
Really? On December 5th, they have dozens of men dressing in like half goat demon costumes <laughs> doing a freaking parade and terrorizing the children. <laughs> and it they is, are, it, I'm sure it actually is a trauma. How, ex- how can How is it, it not a trauma? How, yeah. It's got to be. And again, yeah. they're carrying sticks. So I guess it's like the, the evil form of the elf on the shelf. We're watching you. We will come in your nightmares if you're not good. That's, they have their own religious trauma to go to yeah. right there. So is he like the mob guy that works with Santa? Krampus? I, I guess. I don't know. Or he's like the Satan part to the the Jesus Santa. I don't know what's okay. happening, but I'm so glad that America's so much better. Uh, okay. <laughs> now then, better. in Iceland, there's the Yule Lads. Ah, the Yule Lads. So they don't just get one Santa Claus. They get 13 mischievous trolls roaming the country two weeks before Christmas. So like Seven Drawers, they each, the, the Yule Lads all have their own personality. Ready? Okay. You have Doorway Sniffer, Spoon Licker. <laughs> <It's> a dog. <laughs> spoon Licker, Sausage Swiper, Candle okay. Stealer, Curd Gobbler, and then Window Peeper, which I think is just an excuse <laughs> For pervy men to be like, you know how we're going to get around this. We're coming up with the Yule Lads. So you can do all sorts of things and no one's going to care. And then we have in La La Bafana Christmas. Who knows how to say that? Okay, someone in Italian. They have the wine-drinking witch, which is... What my kids call me. So 12 days after Santa's visit on January 5th. 12 days after Santa visits on the eve of Epiphany, which is January 5th, which my father in Cuba celebrated because that's when you really get your presents because that's supposedly when the wise men came and they brought those gifts and you get to pick which wise man is your special one, and blah, blah, blah. But no, Italy takes it further. Families across Italy leave out grass and wine and a plate of sausages for, like, this weird witch thing. And this witch thing pops down the chimney on her broomstick. So we've got, I I guess we've got Halloween just blending in here, which say, I mean, it's efficient. So I wonder if Christian families over in Italy are like, oh, you know, anybody who's witchy like that, we can't believe in. Right. And and that's the war on, on Christmas there. I don't know. <laughs> According to folklore, the old lady knocked back an invitation from the three men, the three wise men, to witness the birth of Christ. And she was so devastated by missing the trip that she spends every Christmas <laughs> gliding around the country searching for baby Jesus. They were not sure why. Uh, she thinks he's in Italy and doling out presents to good kids and coal to, to naughty ones. So somehow, yeah, she, she didn't get her invitation or she decided not to go. And now 
she is just terrorizing kids and looking for <laughs> Jesus. I don't... I anyway. love that all of these things came... If we could have the luxury of time travel, we could figure out exactly whose brain these came from. And it is probably the same brain of the guy who lit the fox Christmas tree on fire. (laughs) I'm going to show you my wiener one day, and then I'm going to really top myself. And then the last is, it's just, uh, it's unkempt. It's from the Ukraine. And instead of doing, like, pretty fairy lights on the Christmas tree, what they would do is they would wake up to see cobwebs on their tree. Nope. And that, yeah. And no, that's, like, you. a cute thing that might have been how we ended up getting sparkly tinsel that shimmers. And so now some of them put, like, little decoration spiders on their Christmas tree. Which okay. how, how many more times can we ruin it? We just need a streamline. <laughs> you've got a tree. You've got a happy Santa. Not those old folk art Santas that scare the crap out of me. And, uh, and you, get, you get a cute Christmas present. That's it. Well, from what I read, it sounds like this originally, the whole idea of a tree happened when it was the middle of winter, the longest days or the shortest days, the longest nights of the whole year. And they just decided, well, hell, we don't have any fresh flowers to bring in. Let's bring in some greenery into Mm -hmm. the house for a little bit of happiness. And maybe let's put something pretty on it. So Right. And we would like some lights. So... Our great idea is we're going to put live candles on our tree. (laughs) There were many issues. (laughs) (laughs) And the town was, quote, aglow. Uh, But, yeah, it all morphs. And I sort of would love to jump ahead many years and see what kind of fucked up thing we have come up with. Yeah. And what happened. In the future. Yeah. Because now at malls, I don't know if you've seen, but Santa has been downplayed by people who dress up like the Grinch because they get to do like stand-up comedy the whole time. And they're like, come on, little kids, before I eat you or whatever it is. But they get to, it's like Ed Bevix, but for Christmas. <laughs> the where insult now, comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how did we get to now the Grinch being like a main thing that kids want to go see? I don't know. Yeah. And it's Sarah Palin's fault. Let's just all. <laughs> everything is. It. Everything is. Yeah, okay. But we hope everyone survives Christmas. We can't wait to hear your fucked up stories about it. If you want to sponsor us and tell us in person, you can go to our website, Deconversion Therapy Podcast. But also, you can just send it in as a true funny story on there and keep in touch. We want to hear these fucked up stories. Where do they send their true funny stories, Karen? I have told you. God, Bonnie. No. Go to (laughs) deconversiontherapypodcast.com and there's a little, you can do a little click, click, and you can send it to us there and then we read it on the podcast. That's my favorite thing. We'd love funny stories that we all love to hear. And if there is a tree that burns down... 
all the so merrier. Be it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as long as no one was hurt. <laughs> so enjoy whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. And don't yeah, be a have a good pile. holiday season where you don't have to work. Hopefully Maybe. so. Adios. A little bit. Bye. Bye.